Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Support for the Roster Watch podcast and for the Tradecast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROSTERWATCH. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. This will be the week 13 DFS walkthrough and breakdown for the main slate. Hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving, made some cash on the Thanksgiving slate. Um, definitely called out some of the some of the right plays here, highlighted some of the wrong plays, probably didn't highlight Taysom Hill <laughs> enough. Um, that, that, you needed that guy to ship anything, I, I think. But uh, hopefully you guys had a good week and are looking forward here to this week 13 slate. It could be a slate where we have a little bit of extra edge because, um, you know, people are still fucking, tri- you know, trip to fan out and hanging out with their families or driving back from place to place. And they put all their energy into into that Thursday slate. And uh, who knows? Maybe there's, you know, some casual players put money in on Thursday and made a little bit of money and they'll be diving back in this week without doing, uh, without doing too much research. I think it's an interesting one where there's a lot of different ways to go, even in cash games. It's a sort of a choose your own adventure type of thing. It's also a slate where we have a couple of weather issues and a couple of pretty important games. So we'll talk about those first. A reminder, please go give the podcast a rating and review in Apple podcasts. We've been making these pods, you know, free and open to the public this year as sort of an experiment, we've been happy to pick up advertising partners, but we always are, you know, we always are constantly considering whether to put them back behind the paywall. And the number one, I just want you guys to know the number one metric of the partners in our business that make these decisions, because I'm in charge of the content, but I do not make, I do not make the decision about whether the content goes behind the paywall or whether it's free. Okay. And the number one driver for this is ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts. So if you want to keep this content free, if you want to keep it coming with the same frequency, especially as we get into NFL draft season from all the exclusive events we're going to be at and the awesome content we're going to bring you for your dynasty leagues, for your NFL draft, um, you know, mania, rate and review the podcast. If, if, if we brought you any value through all the pod, we, we, we bring you like four of these a week. If we brought you any value, please, please, please rate and review the podcast in Apple Podcasts. And I'll be keeping an eye on it, as will <laughs> some of the decision makers here at our company. Um, with that said, let's get 
to week 13 here. We'll start out with the New York Jets and the Cincinnati Bengals. The New York Jets are a three-point favorite here in this one, a 42 total. Uh, we have 77% of the tickets on the Jets here, minus three, along with 72% of the money. So um, the public and obviously the the big money coming in here on the Jets in this spot versus the 0-11 crappy Bengals. 78% of the tickets are on the over. 74 Are the Bengals still 0-11? Yeah, I think – yeah, Duck Hodges. <laughs> Man, those guys can't catch a break. They don't. They they could afford to win a game at this point and still have the number one overall pick. Um, forty eight percent, seventy eight percent of the tickets on the over in this game, along with seventy four percent of the money. So everyone thinks this game goes over, and it, it makes sense why these are two bad defenses. And we have Andy Dalton coming back for the Cincinnati Bengals, which really is interesting on DraftKings where he's only 4700 It opens things up, I think, in cash games and in tournaments to be able to get in some of the high-priced players that we want, and there are definitely high-priced players in here that we want. You can go to rosterwatch.com. You download the cheat sheets. I've made a couple of uh, addendums to the cheat sheet this morning that we're going to go over. But, yeah, the Vegas tool, the cheat sheets, the match, the matchup tool, the snap counts, touches, targets, the hyper DFS lineup generator, all that stuff is available to our pro members. A pro membership at rosterwatch.com is incredibly cheap. And we talked earlier about if you want to support us, you find value here. Um, like, that's the best way to make sure we can keep doing what we're doing. And it can really be helpful to you. So how about this Black Friday deal? Go to rosterwatch.com, get a pro membership. It's only going to cost you $5.99 on this Black Friday through next Black Friday. Unless prices go up again, which they might. Like I said, I'm not in charge of that shit. Um... Speaking of prices, like let's go. So let's just talk. Let me just pull. I was. I'm, I'm going to pull up DraftKings real quick and just like, just to show you what you can do if you do decide to go with Andy Dalton because of his cheap pairing partners. And Tyler Boyd is an excellent one. We saw him with the squeaky wheel narrative last week. Get off the Schneid. This is a great spot to target. Um, to, to 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 target the New York Jets. Uh, they've been a little bit better out of the slot than they have on the outsides. But Br- look. Here's the thing. Their slot corner, I believe it's Brian Poole, and he was very, very shitty with the Atlanta Falcons, and he's been a little bit better with the Jets, sort of in the same way that the Jets' old slot corner buster screen has been a little bit better with the Chicago Bears, but that, that's that's all, neither here nor there. Tyler Boyd, when, whenever Andy Dalton's in there and there's no A.J. Green, that's just a really good connection. He should get a whole lot of target volume, and, and I think what's even cheaper and maybe more interesting is Auden Tate is only 3800 so... You can get between, you can get your quarterback, um, wide receiver sort of initial stack if you go with Dalton um, for it's a total of eighty five hundred dollars. You're left with basically now let's see here go to Auden Tate, Auden Tate. There we go. You're left with like six thousand bucks per player. Once you do that, and if you just go just click in a random defense just to kind of let you see sort of where you'll be, you're going to be at like 6,500 per, per player uh, left. And that, that you can start to be, build a really good core there. So I'm, I'm interested in these Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe not as interested in Joe Mixon just because I don't think that the script necessarily fits 
you know, what we're going to be wanting for him. I, I think that this is a game where Andy Dalton's legitimately going to come around and sling the football a little bit. I like Auden Tate in this game. I like Tyler Boyd in this game to a slight degree. I like Alex Erickson. I'd probably be taking a little bit of a standoffish approach to Joe Mixon, only 15 and 18 attempts in his last uh, two games. And it's also just over the course of the last two games, only three targets. So we did see that one big spike week versus Baltimore when this team you know, finally gave up. But in games where you project, you know, Mixon to get a whole lot of run uh, versus a team like Oakland or uh, versus a team, you know, Mason Rudolph and slash Duck Hodges and the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, games where they could legitimately sort of be in these games, close games, you know, 10 to 17, 10 to 16. These games are closer, right? That maybe the run game should be a little bit more useful in those games. But then you look at Baltimore, they lose to these assholes 49 to 13, and he gets the fucking, he touches the ball 32 times. So I, I, just, I don't know what to do with Joe Mixon. They seem nonsensical in the way that they use him. He's a talented guy. I'm just not interested this week at 5,800. But I do think that it's very interesting. You know, I didn't come into the week thinking about this with Andy Dalton and Auden Tate and, and Tyler Boyd, and maybe it's best that I didn't. But um, I will say this. It is, uh, it is something that, oh, shit. I am getting a message saying that I have to redo my show on Roto Grinders. I am not going. I, I, I don't, don't have time to do it. I got to do the pod, then I got to hop on radio. <laughs> um, the, uh, what, that's crazy. The, um. Oh, that's that is tilting, man. If they lost that file. Uh, okay. So what? Oh, fuck it. Well, right, so what about the Jets side? The um. On the Jets side, what, I mean, can we go to Le'Veon Bell? The price is really cheap. This is. Let me look at the matchup tool. I believe this is the number one matchup for opposing runners on the. It's probably not number one, but it's it's, it's got to be close. It is now down to the number seven matchup over the week. They're three point favorites. Uh, it is an away game. And Le'Veon Bell, last week he probably should have scored a couple touchdowns that would have left a lot better taste in your mouth uh, had you have played him there at that point. We had um, we had Mixon uh, – not Mixon. Jesus, this whole thing about these Slack messages coming back and forth are getting me really tilted. I'm sorry. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, 7,200 last week. Only the 12 attempts, but he did have five targets. I mean, that's not really what we're looking for, but I just, you know, I just can't help but think over the course of the season, uh, Le'Veon Bell is a guy who is, I mean, he, he's, he, he's averaging 20.36 touches per game and five, over five and a half targets per game. He has a four-and-a-half target prop in this game. I think he's a good play. I think Darnold's a good play. I think a lot, there are a lot of good plays in this game. You could play Darnold. I think you could play Crowder. You could play Robbie Anderson. You could play Demarius Thomas. Ryan Griffin, I noticed, he got price humped this week. And we'll talk about all the kind of cheap value tight ends that are available this week and also the fact that all of the tight ends at the very top are, avail- are available. It seemed like in recent weeks it's like, you know, we've had like the Ravens on primetime or the Chiefs or – you know, uh, the Eagles or some of these, like this week we have all, we have Ertz, we have Kittle, we have, we have Mark Andrews, we have, um, we have Kelsey, and then we have guys at the bottom that we're going to talk about. And and to me, uh, Ryan Griffin just kind of falls out of the picture there. Byron, is there anything worse 
then whenever you're trying to shave your your balls and you have to use the same razor or the same trimmer or whatever that you use on your face. Oh, I just puckered up thinking about it. <laughs> it hurts, dude. It hurts. You can, especially if you use an actual razor, you will cut your nuts. Um, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0. It has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick your cut, nick cut snag. It, you know none of that stuff. Your nuts are going to be safe. So manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. You, like I said, man, you like who uses the same trimmer? on their dirty balls and their grundle in between their, their like the back of their ball sack and their exit hole. Like how are you going to use the same trimmer on your face that you put there? It's like, look, 85% of women think that grooming or a lack of grooming is a major turnoff. 80% of women think men should manscape below the belt and 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. Like, that comes from the business wire. So, look, here's what we've found from the Manscaped products. They have the new Lawnmower 2.0, which is better than the original Lawnmower. And you might ask how much better. Well, so, all right, so now it trims at 6,000 strokes per minute. That's up from 4,000 strokes per, per minute with the original one. And the battery life has improved from 15 minutes on one charge all the way up to 60 minutes. And it includes a rechargeable battery now. No more double A's. The trimming head's also now replaceable with the lawnmower 2.0. It's now waterproof, guys. I'm telling you, you all you got to do is get that lawnmower, get it down there. It takes a few minutes. They, they give you this, uh, they give you some like newspaper looking stuff to stand on so it's easy to clean up afterwards and then you just kind of get this this ball deodorant this ball toner just kind of get it rubbed around on there you're gonna be feeling silky and smooth before you know it and you're not gonna ever remember what it was like before you started using manscaped alex i couldn't believe it ever since i got my sample kit from manscaped my girlfriend from dallas has been flying out way more often to come see me for a sweaty greek man like me she absolutely loves the ball deodorant and then the ball toner so smooth and shiny and so tight She's able to bounce a half dollar off those hush puppies. And also, man, that you know me, Alex. I got Greeks, we got a lot of chest here. I'm able to use that lawnmower up top too. All right. So you can get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Rosterwatch at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code Rosterwatch. Join the other dudes helping themselves with Manscaped with a special offer just for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's right. Manscaped is offering Rosterwatch listeners 20% off and free shipping. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH. Again, manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH to get 20% off and free shipping. That's manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH. Philadelphia at Miami. What a, what, a, what a tough one this one is to figure out. And maybe the right deal is just to play the Eagles. They're 10-point favorites in this game after opening up a 7.5-point favorites. One of the higher, I believe the second highest implied team total on the board. 60% of the tickets are on Philly to cover here, along with 67% of the money. This game, the 45 total, 70% of the tickets on the under, along with 64% of the money. Carson Wentz has been bad. I don't know really what's up with him. I could not believe that pass that he floated over Miles Sanders' head last week. That just got me on the epic, really just epic life tilt with as much Miles Sanders as I had. But... Is if there's going to be a week where they feature this guy, wouldn't it be this week? You know, versus Miami, this is a terrible team. 
No Jordan Howard. You know, get your rookie going, man. You've, you've, you've given him the usage. I think if you find some open space in this game, Miles Sanders is going to make an explosive play. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to him. He's on our cheat sheets. He's showing up with a lot of trends. I think it's interesting. The real troll play here would be a very minimum salary. You can play Jay Ajayi for $3,000. This is a revenge game for him, too. If it turns out that dude gets 40% of the snaps and falls into the end zone, he's going to be uh, like, he's going to pay off his value. I would never do it because I fucking hate Jay Ajayi. Alshon Jeffrey, pretty, pretty interesting um, situation here with him. Looks like he'll be back this week. And I mean, with this team total, somebody has to do all the scoring. Zach Ertz has been banged up. So we don't necessarily, you know, we don't necessarily know exactly what to. Uh, what to make of that? It seems like he's probably going to go. Certainly, if he didn't go, Dallas Goddard would be just a, in, an, in an epic uh, smash spot here. Um, regardless, we do not have. Um, we do. Do we have word yet on Nelson Aguilar? I think we do. Uh, this is what Cardi was telling me earlier when we were doing the Roto Grinder show. We have. Um, so. Alshon's target shares have been, since week four, 35%, 25%, 30%, 21%, 26%, 22%. So basically 25% of the targets on the season. He's going against Miami. It's the second highest implied team total on the board, and he's 5,100. It's just, unless you're worried that he's going to be a decoy, I think he's a pretty good play. He's not showing up in our DFS cheat sheets. But, I mean... He's a good play. Cardi talked me onto him, so I'm going to be playing him. There's another play like this that I love this week that's not on the cheat sheets that I'm thinking about forcing on. But like I tell you guys every week, when the model doesn't put them on and I force people on, mostly when I force people off, that's when we get swindled. It happened with Darius Slayton week uh, four or five weeks back. I just decided I'm not doing it anymore. And I have this podcast, and I have the radio show where I can go on and I can explain in nuanced detail the exact way I feel about these things and explain that the model's not me, Right? The model's not me. I don't always go with exactly what the model says. I'm a human that likes playing DFS and, you know, being cockamamie and having some fun with some of these plays. So I think that Alshon is, is perfectly fine over here. Um, and even if Aguilar is playing, it looks like he is. I, I mean, I, I, have, I have no interest in that. I'll tell you what, you don't have to sit back and watch the season unfold with your hands in your pockets because you, too, can get in on the action. You can support your team every weekend or take advantage of your football knowledge to bring home the bacon with my bookie. Between football season, the start of the NBA season, the NHL season, it's time to get off the sideline and get on the action. There's plenty to bet on and always cash to be won. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet a, you know, a little bit on multiple games uh, and you bet them together so you can get a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go with mybookie.ag because nobody gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with MyBookie. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. So it's, it's, it's free money. If you put in $100, they will, they will give you $200 total to bet with there on MyBookie.ag. But you have to use this promo code. Use promo code ROSTER to activate the offer. That's promo code ROSTER to double your cash. 
cash. So visit mybookie.ag today. Remember, use promo code ROSTER to activate that that 2x deposit bonus. That is at mybookie.ag. Visit today. You play, you win, you get paid. Indianapolis, the cozy combines of Lucas Oil Stadium, where yours truly and Byron will be broadcasting live here in a matter of, I can't believe, holy shit, it's going to be two months away, two and a half months away from the combine? Woo, buddy! We're only like... We're only like eight, seven weeks away from the Senior Bowl. This is unbelievable. This is the time of year where I start getting fucking pumped, guys. Uh, Tennessee at Indianapolis, a 43 total in this game. We have Indy as one-point favorites of 52% of tickets on Tennessee, along with 61% of the money here. 59% of tickets on the over, 66% of money on the over. So a middling team total here, but Vegas you know, likes it to shoot out. The Sharps like it to shoot out along with the public. No T.Y. Hilton in this game. No Eric Ebron in this game. Might open things up on the Indianapolis side for Jack Doyle. He's really cheap. He's one of the good cheap tight ends that we talked about earlier. Um, Not the best matchup for opposing tight ends here in this spot, but uh, Jack Doyle, if you don't count his last game versus Tennessee, has had, I believe it was four targets, nine targets, and 11 targets for in his last four. That's off the top of my head, so don't quote me on it, but I think that's pretty close to being right. Um... So, pretty interesting there. Did have a stinker against Tennessee earlier this year, but Eric Ebron, of course, was still in the fold at that point in time. Just, I mean, this this really narrows down the target uh, distribution for um, for for Jacoby Brissett, and it could be a game where they're. I mean, the, what you got to ask yourself is if you're playing cash games, you'll likely find yourself in a situation where you're looking at this kind of five k range on DraftKings where you have like LaShawn McCoy and you have Miles Sanders and you have Philip Lindsay again. And you, do you remember we talked about this range last week? <laughs> well, we, we have it again. And, and welcome to this range, Jonathan Williams, who's had at least a hundred rushing yards in each of the last two weeks as Marlon Mack has been out. Now, the one worry we have with this is that Jordan Wilkins, uh, the, the backup running back, I guess the proper backup running back before Jonathan Williams started doing anything is now another week healthier Maybe he'll start getting worked in a little bit more. But Jonathan Williams still showing up here with, I mean, we have props on Jonathan Williams this week and showing up pretty good in the Vegas tool as far as those props go, um, at least on DraftKings where he's where he's, uh, where he's 5,300. I mean, he has an 81 total yard prop if you take his rushing yard prop and his receiving yard prop together. Plus, he's plus one. 100 to, so he's even money to score he has a one and a half reception prop as well it's like they're using this guy almost better than they use marlon Mack. so you can always go play jonathan williams you'll hear maybe talk about playing zach pascal i, I just i think that guy sucks and i, I don't want to play him my interest in this game is in uh jonathan williams running behind that good that good offensive line and it's in jack doyle now that we don't have any eric ebron or ty hilton to worry about it just seems like especially in ppr setups he could be in a spot to really do something. A little bit worried that his prop is only at a three and a half reception over under with juice on the under. If we're looking in some of these spots, a uh, little bit worrisome there. But it's just thirty three hundred on DraftKings, you could play him. I think on FanDuel it makes a lot more sense to pay up for these tight ends just because the pricing is so clustered and bunched up together there. Um, how about we go to the Tennessee side? You can go back to Derrick Henry. It's it's fine. Ryan Tannehill, Jesus, man. That guy, over the course of the last two weeks, only Lamar Jackson has scored more fantasy points at the quarterback position. 
it's unbelievable, clearly un, 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 unsustainable. But I just I don't really know who you can. I mean, the the another cheap tight end here would, would be Jonu Smith, who who is going to be the beneficiary. And they've even come out this week and said, you know, like he needs to take the reins with Delaney Walker being out. We talk about it every time. Indy offense or Indy defense funnel targets inside the running backs and to tight ends. So look, maybe we can see an uptick in Derrick Henry. He's just gotten so expensive. There are other ways I'd rather go this week, even though we were all over Derrick Henry last week. Hope you used him. The one thing on this podcast I really regretted saying last week was that I couldn't see a scenario where Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette both went off. (laughs) So pick one or the other. Um, Hopefully you did that and you went with one or the other and then Christian McCaffrey, but I did notice that the Millionaire Maker lineup did have Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette, so sorry about that. You're, you're not going to make your living playing two, playing two you know, early down, grinded out runners against one another in a game like that. It's just, it's, it, it isn't going to happen uh, very often, but it did happen last week, the very week I said that it's probably what we should not be doing. <laughs> um, but... Profitable week. We'll, we'll, we'll still be happy with it. We had both those plays as, as plays who were highlighted. Johnu, Derrick Henry. I mean, AJ Brown. He's sick. You can play him. I just, but I, just, I think there are probably better spots. He, like I kind of, I find myself maybe kind of clicking on him a little bit more. We're on Fanduel. Is that correct? What's his pricing like on Fanduel compared to DraftKings? So on Fanduel, AJ Brown. Yeah. So he's two percent of your salary cheaper on FanDuel than he is over on DraftKings. So if I'm playing A.J. Brown, I'll be playing him over there. On to the next one. Let's go to Washington and Carolina. We have a 39 total in this game. We have a 10-point line here. Carolina's 10-point favorites versus the shitty Redskins. 45% of the tickets are on the under here of 39 and 66% of the money. Vegas thinks this thing goes under. 61% 61% of the tickets on Carolina, 76% of the money on Carolina. So, what can you, I mean, Washington, we can get through really quick. I, I don't think I have interest in playing any Washington player except Terry McLaurin. On the Carolina side, we can get through pretty quick. I'm, you should probably play Christian McCaffrey if you can afford him. He's not easy to afford, but I feel like there's value this week that allows you to. Uh, you know, if, if you pay up for Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, it might be harder. You might need to pay down to your quarterback. You definitely need to take one of these value tight ends that we've talked about. We've already talked about Jack Doyle. We've talked about John U. Smith. There will be another that I think I like best a little bit later, at least on on, on DraftKings. Again, on, on FanDuel, I think it's probably wise to try and get up to Darren Waller or, or Travis Kelsey just because of how bunched up those salaries are. Whenever, whenever you have some scrub – you know, one of these backups for 5,800 and you just need to get up to Darren Waller or 6,100. Like, it shouldn't really be a discussion unless you're trying to be wildly cockamamie for tournaments, which is, I mean, uh, hey, ask everybody to play Taysom Hill on on, uh, on Thanksgiving, how that worked out. DJ Moore has been an absolute stud and he's been on fire. And you could play Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore together. This is, in a, great, this is a great spot. For him uh, as well. Curtis Samuel, I just don't trust him with Kyle Allen in there. One week he could prove me wrong, but I haven't been playing him. I'm not going to play him. It has not hurt me. Not playing DJ Moore some weeks has hurt me. So, you know, the model likes him. I like him. I don't know how much of him I'll have, but 
Um, I, th- I, th- I certainly think he's a terrific play here in a great matchup. We don't know if Josh Norman's going to go or not. Do we know if he's going to go yet? Let's see, Josh Norman. They've just been scratching this, straight up scratching this dude. Washington Redskins. So the Redskins, he's not even listed as questionable. So maybe they'll make his ass a healthy scratch again. I don't know. He sucks. <coughs> um, pretty easy, right? O- o- Olsen? Maybe he could play Olsen? I think he had a, I think he had a decent, pretty decent, three and a half reception, thirty-eight point five yard prop. He might be better over on FanDuel. Uh, let me just make sure about that. But again, it's like he's fifty-one hundred on FanDuel. He's, I'm, I'm finding a thousand bucks, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting up to. Or I'd like to find two thousand bucks to get up to Kelsey that has a that has an expectation of like more like six catches for over seventy yards and who's a big time favorite to score. Um, all right, easy enough. On to the next one. Let's go to uh, yeah, Green Bay Packers the New York Giants. This is one of those weather games we talked about. There's going to be weather here, probably some rain, wind, cold. They're talking about maybe sleet. Um. I'm not sure that uh, that means a shit to these Green Bay players, though. And it does, like, I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams give a shit about some cold. I like both those guys. I think Aaron Jones is in an epic troll spot here because Devontae Adams likely will be one of the more popular plays on the whole slate. He's only $7,000 on DraftKings. This is versus Janoris Jenkins and DeAndre Baker, two terrible corners who, I mean, everybody, I mean, everybody roasts these idiots. So Aaron Rodgers is, is a good play. Devontae Adams is a good play. I'm not, I'm not touching any kind of Alan Lazard or Cockamamie MVS. Those are both restricted for if you're nearing 150 tournament lineups. Maybe you could sprinkle some of those guys in, but I'm not interested. Jamal Williams popping up in our DraftKings um, model this week, and I almost wanted to take him off, but I decided I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not sure how much I like that play, but the model liked him and actually liked him as one of its top like five plays or so at the running back position, just based on the trends. I do think Aaron Jones here is in a spot where he could really go off. And we have had a sort of a squeaky wheel narrative this week. Not really a squeaky wheel. More of a coach-speak narrative from Matt LaFleur saying that they need to get him a little bit more involved in the passing game. Uh, If that is indeed the case, um, it would probably hurt Jamal Williams and certainly be a boon for Aaron Jones. We have seen pop off for big, big games, despite the fact he's been a really boom-bust guy. On the New York Giants side, we have, okay, Golden Tate is out. Evan Ingram's out. Red Ellison is again out. <coughs> so in that passing game, it gets a little bit more. And this is a, not a bad matchup for Sterling Shepard. All he does is get a bunch of targets now with Golden Tate out. He's going to get moved into the back into the slot where he's always been more effective. I love Sterling Shepard this week. I think he's a great play. He's not part of the DFS cheat sheets. But I know that the model did like him. He was just one trend away from making the sheets. I almost forced him on, but decided I wasn't going to be cockamamie. I was just talking about him on the pod, so here I am talking about him. In that same vein, I also like Darius Slayton. He's shown a real big play upside uh, whenever there has been a concentrated target share in that New York Giants offense, and we're going to probably be looking at a concentrated target share this week. Saquon Barkley is too cheap on both sides. I think you could play him. How much confidence you could play him with in a good matchup, I'm not sure. He's looked like Look pretty much like shit uh, since coming back from injury. He's had a couple of a couple of flash plays, but nothing like we would expect out of Saquon the Goat. 
But, you know, a lot of DFS is getting back on board before anybody else does. And I, I think Saquon's perfectly in play. I'm going to be playing some of them this week. How much, I don't know. But, you know, um, probably not in cash. But in a few of my tournaments, I'll play Saquon Barkley. Uh, Caden Smith, he got a price bump this week. And he was not really that effective last week. We talked about him, remember? <laughs> Before I said, we're talking way too long about these goddamn Giants from here talking about Caden Smith, right? But he got the touchdown. I believe he had like five targets, you know, like three or four receptions, but only for about 19 total yards. He did get in the box, though. So certainly paid off for us there. If you listen to that creepy little, uh, you know, half-ass recommendation from last week. But for me, this game, I mean, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Saquon Barkley, all decent plays. I mean, I w- probably wouldn't. I guess maybe stack it. I mean, if you played Devontae Adams, I wouldn't hate playing Saquon Barkley in those lineups. Or, you know, Slayton or Golden, or, I'm sorry, Sterling Shepard. I think it's kind of interesting, especially if you're doing an Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams stack. The Helmet Gate rematch, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Cleveland is two-point favorites here in a 39 total that opened up at 40.5. Everyone's on the under. We have 61% of the tickets and 97% of the money. So if you're looking what for sure, what sharp money's doing, and if you somehow listen to this podcast to make your sports betting picks over on mybookie.ag with promo code ROSTER, 100% deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code ROSTER. I mean, the lock pick would be to take the under in this one. For some reason, our model likes Nick Chubb this week. I hated that he was on the cheat sheet. I think he's too expensive. But I'm going to play him in a few tournament lineups because I don't think anybody's going to be on him. And sometimes you just got to listen to the math and, and the tools that we've worked hard to put together a little bit more than your heart and a little bit more than what your you know narrative mind tells you. Um, but I just I I'm not gonna play Odell Beckham. Like look, we we told you last week. I told you last week. Play Odell Beckham. Play him. Play Jarvis. I'm just I'm not sure I'm playing these guys this week. They they got price bumps. They're expensive. The matchup's not good. It's a low total. Feels like about time for Baker Mayfield to turn back into a pumpkin. Versus T.J. Watt in this Pittsburgh defense. I just I'm not sure how much I like it. And on the Pittsburgh side, I just I just feel a lot of the same. I'm not, I mean, it's Duck Hodges. The running game's a nightmare. It's a Benny Snell, Trey Edmonds, Jalen Samuels nightmare. Like, let's let's just move on. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have a 47 and a half point total here. We have the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are two and a half point favorites. This thing opened up as Jacksonville minus four and a half, and I'm just wondering what happened. Like, what happened? What happened? What happened? What's that from? What happened? <laughs> a little Saturday Night Live skit or something. Um, that was somebody's tagline. What happened? If you're listening to this and you know what that's from, will you tweet me at Rosterwatch or at Alex Dunlap NFL? That's going to kill me. I got to look that up. What What happened? Movie, what happened? What happened? Comedy, movie. Let's see here. 
There's no way I'm going to be able to find it. It's like, what happened in the movie? What happened in the... Somebody has to know what that is. Let me know if you do. The rest of you are shaking your head like, what the fuck? Tampa Bay at Jacksonville. But anyway, what happened? What happened? Why did this line go from minus four and a half for Jacksonville to minus two and a half for Tampa Bay? Did the did everybody just think that the original lines set by the lines maker were wrong? It would seem so because 89% of the money in this game is on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, uh, on the Jacksonville side, you can just decide what you're going to do with Leonard Fournette. Once again, the model likes Leonard Fournette. I think this is a spot where it's kind of bad for him, but he gets the receiving volume. It's just that we talk about it all the time, man, that Todd Bulls. Defense, the run, the 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 run stunning that they do, the way that they dare you to throw on their shitty secondary. It's like, to me, it lines up perfect for a Nick Foles to DJ Chark to D.D. Westbrook to Chris Conley kind of game where I'm going to be maybe in DFS fading a playing a little bit of Leonard Fournette, but maybe fading him at the high ownership that he's projected to see because he's popping in all the optimals from a bunch of different optimizers and a bunch of different projection systems. I talked about this on the Roto-Grinders show that apparently there was a corrupted file. If they haven't, <laughs> hopefully they got that fixed. Um, but the, uh, you know, like a lot of places around the industry are high on Fournette. I'm just, I feel a little bit goosey about it as a very, very close observer of Fournette. With that being said, I never want to have the full fade on him. Just, I, I, I like Foles in the passing game here in this one. On the other side, um, good luck picking between Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I, the, the way that we split the hairs, and it was funny, our models, I know why they did it. They, they uh, On the cheat sheet for DraftKings is Mike Evans because he's a lot cheaper. And he's also cheap. Mike Evans is also a small bit cheaper over there on uh, FanDuel. But uh, Chris Godwin is, is a good bit cheaper than his salary on DraftKings over on FanDuel. So that overrode that. So we're recommending Chris Godwin on FanDuel and Mike Evans on DraftKings. So we're going to be right one way or the other. <laughs> because every week, one of these dudes goes off. And it's just so hard to play both. It's, it's so cost prohibitive. You know, to, if you're going to play Jameis, you play both these guys. For one, it's rare they both go off at the same time. And for two, it's just you're left with scraps in the rest of your lineup. Remember that over the course of the last month, the Jacksonville Jaguars are allowing over seven yards per rush attempt to opposing runners. So Ronald Jones is really hard to depend on. But if you're kind of down there in that 5K range we talked about earlier, you don't want to play a Philip Lindsay, you don't want to play LaShawn McCoy, you don't want to play Miles Sanders, you don't want to play uh, Jonathan Williams. Man, take a stab on Rojo, man. I think it's I think it's probably fine. I think he's actually a kind of kind of good and sneaky tournament play because. No one will be on, and they're going to be on the the, the uh, passing attacks. Maybe be on Leonard Fournette, on the, Leonard Fournette on the other side. And as we talked about, or you know, people don't like playing two running backs in the same game, especially opposing running backs for you know the reasons we discussed before. Uh, last game of the early window is the best game of the week, one of the best games of the year. The ten and one San Francisco 49ers are five and a half point underdogs traveling to Baltimore to face the nine and two Ravens. Um, a forty five and a half total in this game. We have. Basically, you know, 58% of the tickets and 54% of the money to go for this game to go over. 60% of the tickets from Baltimore along with 66% of the money. Lamar Jackson, you can play every week. I'm not going to say not to play him. There are weather concerns in this game. He's starting to get really expensive. It's funny, on DraftKings, I believe he's still... Is, is, it, is that where he's still cheaper than Mahomes? Yeah, Mahomes is 7,400. Lamar Jackson is 7,000. Uh, so... 
Look, Lamar is awesome. I mean, what can I really say? I don't really want to play Mark Ingram here in this. I mean, I want to play Lamar here in this spot. That's about it, man. San Francisco's a tough matchup. On the San Francisco side, it gets tougher. It's like the Ravens are a tough matchup too. And where's the scoring going to come from? Kittle's always – every one of these guys is going to be low on. Kittle's going to be low on. Debo Samuel's going to be low on. Tevin Coleman. I mean, Matt Breida looks like he's going to be, he's going to be back this week. Jeff Wilson, that's a, re- that's a really squirmy and, and wooly running back group to figure out. I think that I would just lean that, you know, if I'm playing somebody in this game, maybe play George Kittle on the other side or play Debo Samuel. Um, but I'm fine running Lamar Jackson out without playing Marquise Brown or without playing Mark Andrews here in this one. He just gets so much done via the run game and via his rushing upside. It's just you don't really, you don't really need the – connecting pieces because oftentimes the connecting pieces aren't the ones that aren't the ones that really um really return a lot of value all right this is a game i love here opening up the uh, 305 p.m central window the los angeles rams going to the arizona cardinals we have a 47 total in this game 57 percent of the tickets are on the under but only 14 percent of the money so this is another one of those stone cold locks that you don't listen for to this podcast for but if you just look at with the money, follow the money, man. Follow the sharps. Like, they think this game goes over. And it's easy to see why. <coughs> Arizona can't get pressure. And Jared Goff's good when the weather's good and, the, you know, he's in a controlled environment and there's no pressure. Robert Woods looks to be back. Brandon Cooks. You know, all these guys. Cooper Cup, a golden son. I'm not that much. I'm not that worried about Patrick Peterson this year. He really hasn't been as good as he has been in previous years. But he probably he'll be matching up with Brandon Cooks. I'd imagine the most. I mean, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods could have big games here. Jared Goff is certainly in play. And then my favorite play, I think. No, I know. I like. I have a lot of conviction that Todd Gurley's a good play this week. Todd Gurley's a great play this week. Todd Gurley. Over the course of the last two games, last game, yes, only what I think he only had like nine or ten touches, but he was in on 96% of snaps. Todd Gurley, the week before that, they had him up at like 28 touches on 75% of snaps. Daryl Henderson, is they've decided he's not ready or he sucks. They've decided that Malcolm Brown kind of sucks. He's not ready. We all know about John Kelly. And here's the thing. The Los Angeles Rams are all in on this season. They've traded a first-round pick, multiples, for, for, for Jalen Ramsey. They have, they've made every move possible. They've paid Todd Gurley. And now they're on the outside looking in for the playoffs. This is, this is a division game. They, this is a must-win game. What are you paying Todd Gurley the, to be the highest-paid running back in the National Football League? What, what are you paying him for? You need him out there being the bell cow that he's being paid to be. There, look, there's no one putting him aside for the playoffs. There's no more we can coast through this bullshit, and we once we're ready for the playoffs, we need Todd ready. To, like, you fucking need Todd right now. And he's going against Arizona in a great game environment, a great scoring environment that's set to go over, and only like 4% of people are going to be on him? It's Todd, I mean, it's still Todd Gurley. Has he been dependable this year? No. Has he not look like he's had quite the same burst? Yes. I mean, is the offensive line worse? Yes. But Arizona's defense is bad. These are two super high-paced teams. There's going to be a ton of plays in this game. They're going to, the Rams are going to find themselves in scoring position plenty of the time. You know they're going to be handing it off to Todd Gurley when they're down there. 
I love Todd Gurley this week, and he's not even on our DFS cheat sheets because the trends and the models and everything, they, it, it doesn't match up. He hasn't been good enough. I, I, I get it. But we just look at some of the ancillary stuff. This shapes up to be a game where Todd Gurley can smash and nobody's going to play him. And remember who told you. On the other side, Kyler Murray showing up with a questionable tag early on – or showing up with a late week questionable tag on Friday. But even though he's a full participant in practice, we just need to figure out what the hell that is. Um, whether or not he might have got hurt, like, in practice, it's a hamstring. So if Tyler – if Tyler – if Kyler Murray doesn't go and we get Brett Hundley, that throws off my whole plan for Todd Gurley, I think. Because I want these teams running back and forth against one another. I want a high-scoring affair. I want to run this thing back on the other side of Todd Gurley with Christian Kirk. Uh, maybe even play Kyler to Christian Kirk, something like that. If you feel real real woolly, maybe you could play some Kenyon Drake. I mean, David Johnson's just been relegated to the doghouse. Remember, though, we do have Chase Edmonds coming back this week. So something to keep an eye on there. And the, uh, the, the, minim, the minimum salary play here if we're just stacking this game and playing pieces from each side, is Tyler Higby of the Rams. He's been getting targets anyway, but now with Gerald Everett out in the number one matchup for opposing tight ends all year, the one that's only failed us once in Tyler Eifert week. This is the spot, man. Tyler Higby, 2,500. Get him in. He's a good play. He's a, he's a, he's a good play. Uh, it really helps you open some things up. All right, uh, Oakland to Kansas City, another weather game here that we'll need to monitor. Of course, my friend Derek Cardi, who only wants to play dome games, is just worried sick. He's like sitting at home shitting blood over this thing. He thinks that he thinks that there's gonna be 20 mile per hour gusts in Arrowhead. I'm not sure that I believe it. These these early weather reports on Saturdays are always cockamamie. We'll find out tomorrow. I plan on playing a lot of Mahomes. I plan on playing a lot of Tyreek Hill, especially over on FanDuel. He's a little too expensive on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, as you'll see, I mean, he's like 4% cheaper as far as your salary cap over on FanDuel. So, and I'm not worried about his injury. He's not been on the injury report all week long, what he left last week with. So, uh, very interested there. Also, of course, very interested in Kelsey. He always smashes against the Oakland Raiders. Um, and, and he's Kelsey's kind of due for one of his big monster games where he does a bunch of big Gronk spikes. So, a lot of Mahomes for me, a lot of Kelsey for me. Not as much Sammy Watkins or Demarcus Robinson, but I will be dashing in a little bit of Miko Hardman just because we know uh, what they do to get that guy dialed up and versus a, such a shitty back end like the Oakland Raiders. I, I mean, I have interest there. On the Raiders' side, I don't have interest in that many of these guys, really, except for Darren Waller. I, he's priced really awkwardly to where, like we talked about earlier, you can pay all the way up at tight end or you can pay so far down. I'm not sure Darren Waller's going to see much ownership. And now with Hunter Renfro out, um, it sort of seems like Hunter Renfro started going off at about the same time whenever Darren Waller started petering out. Uh, I, I, I think those two things are correlated. Uh, so we even heard this week that they might be using Darren Waller more out of the slot. He should be a primary target here in this one. And the Kansas City Chiefs give up a ton of receptions to opposing. I know they would give up a bunch of receptions. What does the matchup tool say for opposing tight ends here? The matchup tool takes into account a bunch of stuff other than that. But, I mean, it still has it as a middling matchup. The matchup tool has it as the number 15 matchup of the week. I like it a little bit better than that as far as a matchup for Jared Cook. Or, for, not for Jared Cook. I would like it for Jared Cook if he was still a Raider. For uh, Darren Waller, 
I think, too, that this would be more like a top 11 to 12 matchup if Oakland wasn't 10-point uh, underdogs in this game. Uh, it takes the implied team total into account for the, uh, for the opposing position. So um, I, I do think that Darren Waller here is, is totally fine. You could play Tyrell Williams. You could play Josh Jacobs. I think uh, our model likes Josh Jacobs on one of the sites. I'm not sure how much of them I will play just because I feel like they play so much Jalen Richard whenever they get down and into negative game scripts. But Josh Jacobs is a G and he's a beast, and I would never fault anybody for for playing him uh, in most any circumstance. He's had he's had great games in, in, in tough matchups this year, and people won't tell you that. All right, final game of the main slate: the Chargers go to the Denver Broncos. Looks like they're going to be taking on Drew Locke. <laughs> And they get Derwin James back this week. The Chargers do. So I love the Chargers defense here. They're pretty underpriced. Still banged up and young and kind of bad along that offensive line for the Denver Broncos. And now we have Drew Locke coming in. Drew Locke? We're going to see. We're going to see. This is going to be a long, long, long process of getting acquainted to the NFL for Drew Locke. If what we've done scouting that guy and watching him live a whole lot means anything, and I sure think it does because he didn't look good in the preseason either. If I, uh, if I have one favorite play in this whole entire game, looking at the rosters of both teams, it's not one individual player. It's the defense, the Los Angeles Chargers. credit card bill.